I want to know, have you guys taken down your Christmas decorations yet? Has anybody done that? Yeah. If, if you haven't taken down your outdoor decorations yet, if you hadn't a few days ago, you probably still haven't, right? Unless you're really, really brave or some other type of adjective, I suppose. Um, yeah, in my house, we took down our, our indoor Christmas decorations last week, and then it's like, oh, it's looks so different in here, right? It kind of looks bare in our house. You can see we've, we've taken down the Christmas decorations uh, here, so that must mean that we're in a different season of the church here now, huh? It must mean that we're done with Advent, we're done with Christmas. So what, a pop quiz, what's that season of the church here that we're in? Epiphany, you guys seem mildly confident in that response. Yeah, Epiphany. Epiphany is the correct answer. And uh, I want to say just a few things about the season of Epiphany. And I, I will say that uh, the best, one, one way that you could describe it, uh, the best way for us today is to say that Epiphany is a season about connecting the dots. And uh, you're going to see as we go through the appointed scripture lessons for this week and for the next several weeks, they're at the very beginning of the Gospels. So today we had John, we'll get, get into the Gospel of Mark the next few weeks. Um, but it's like you're being transported back to the first century um, right next to the very first people who ever got to see Jesus and hear from him and experience him. And so you, along with them, are seeing like the first things that Jesus did and hearing the first things that Jesus said. And you're kind of just connecting the dots about who he is and what he has come to do. Connecting the dots. Uh, and so you see this even at the, at the end of some of these stories. People will even like make declarations, like um, their opinions about Jesus or what they've learned about him based on the information that they have. And sometimes it's kind of like, surely this man is a great prophet. Surely this man has come from God. And then eventually, as time goes on, it's like, oh, he's not just from God. He, he is God. Uh, but at this point in the story, we're not there quite yet. We're still in the season of connecting the dots. But Epiphany is also about connecting the dots from the standpoint of um, it is, Jesus is showing, he's declaring to the world that he has come to connect with all people. He has come for everyone. And so Epiphany is a season where we're, we're focusing on evangelism. We're focusing on mission and getting out, um, celebrating that he has connected with us, but then also looking for other people who don't know Jesus yet to connect to. And so that's what um, you're, you're going to on your way out today. There's a, a table over there against the wall. We've got some maps of the Cleveland area. And you're going to go and make your dot where you live on the map. Uh, and so I'll probably today and for several more weeks affectionately refer to you guys as dots on the map. Um, and so we'll talk about the, the various connections uh, that we have together as the people of God at St. Paul. But then, um, even more importantly, we're going to think about how we can, as the dots are being connected here in our congregation, how can we work together to connect with the people that we already know out there that are not connected to Jesus. Uh, but I've already said too much about that. We'll, we'll, more on that to come. But before we go any further, I want to um, get more into this wonderful gospel reading from John chapter 1. So we have Jesus uh, in a story right before the one we read today. He is already recruiting people to follow him. He's got Simon Peter and Andrew and John, and now they're following him. And, and now he's, um, he's talking to Philip. 
And Philip, it says, is from the same town, Bethsaida, that Andrew and Peter are from. So who knows? Maybe Philip already knew a little bit about Jesus. Maybe he had heard about him. Um, but now Jesus comes to him and says, follow me. So Philip gets connected to Jesus. And nothing will ever be the same for him again. His life has been transformed. He has a new hope, a foundational hope for his life. So Philip is connected to Jesus, and now he's thinking, I, I got to think of some other people that I'm connected to uh, that are not connected to Jesus. So he pulls out the first century version of the iPhone, and he's scrolling through his contacts, and he's scrolling through his Facebook list, friends list, and Nathaniel! I, I think Nathaniel is the perfect person for me. Uh, I'm, I'm already connected to him. I, I don't think he knows Jesus yet. I'm going to try to connect Nathaniel to Jesus. So, so Philip is already connected to Nathaniel, um, just like you know you guys are already connected to all sorts of people in all sorts of different ways in your life. Um, we refer to to people as you know as the Bible does as our neighbors, not just the people that live on our street or something, but people that we're connected to in various other parts of our lives, our neighbors. And so we're going to be thinking about those people, but Philip instantly thinks of Nathaniel, and he goes and finds Nathaniel, and he says, we have found, we found the one that we've been waiting for, the one that Moses talks about, the one that the prophets have been talking about, um, the Savior who was promised to come. It's Jesus of Nazareth. His dad is Joseph. We found the guy. He's very excited. Now, have you ever just been so on fire about something, so excited to have, you know, you've got news to share, and you go and share it with someone, and then you just don't get the response that you're hoping for? Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it's kind of deflating, right? It's that uh, spiritual wah-wah moment. And that's exactly what happens here uh, with Philip. He is on fire about Jesus. His life has been transformed. He's going to go tell Nathaniel. Nathaniel's life is going to be changed. And then Nathaniel says, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Wah, wah. And <laughs> so there, this is, I, I want to pause right there because this is, at this point in the conversation, things could easily have gone totally off the rails, could have gone very poorly from here. Because, um, if you've ever tried to connect someone else with Jesus, maybe you've had a response similar to this. Not exactly the same, but maybe something that is skeptical, something that is pretty negative, kind of like what Nathaniel says here. And so there's different ways that you can take that. One would be to take it personally. One would be to start arguing with the other person. Another would just be to kind of rage at them because you're mad that they didn't you know, accept your good news the right way. And um, Philip doesn't do any of those things. Philip just says, come and see. He tries to connect Nathaniel to Jesus. Come and see, you know. And I think it's, it's important for us uh, to take a response like Nathaniel's seriously right? I, I was thinking about this, you know, can anything good come out of Nazareth? What, what would be the 2024 version of that question that someone like Nathaniel might, uh, might say to us if we're trying to share Jesus with them? And I was thinking uh, it would be something like this. You'd say, hey, I, I found Jesus, you know, and then um, they would say, can anything good come out of the church? Can anything good come from Christianity, from organized religion? Really, can I expect anything good 
from that. And it's a, it's a fair, I think it's, that's the type of, if someone is in that place, we should, we should take that seriously because we don't know. We don't know the Nathaniels in our lives, what type of experiences they've had with church in the past or maybe mistreatment from good Christian people or something like that. So it would be the wrong thing to do to like rage at them or argue with them or take it personally. And, you know, Philip could have done those things. But instead, he just gives that simple invitation. Come and see. Come and see Jesus and just find out for yourself. I'm reading a book right now. Oh, that's not entirely accurate. I'm listening to a book on Audible. Does that still count as reading? Yeah, pretty much the same, right? Uh, it's easier to do while I'm driving in the car then, you know, um, but it's, it's a book called The Great De-Churching, and some of you are thinking, like, oh, I've heard that term before, de-churching, de-churched people. Uh, it refers to people who at one time were part of a church, and then now are not anymore, and there's a bunch of different reasons for why people, you know, maybe grew up in the church and then now are no longer part of the church. Um, but this book uh, has, it's, it's based on all these findings from polling and interviewing real life de-churched people. And it's not just church people guessing at what de-churched people might say. It's actually going right to the source and asking them questions, getting their experiences. And the, the I have not finished the book yet, but the, the most encouraging thing that I've read so far is this statistic. It says that de-churched people have reported that 78% um, of them, if a close friend invited them to come back to church, they would strongly consider coming back to church. 78%. I thought it was going to be more like 7.8%. So I was very encouraged, I'm very heartened by that, that if you just kind of said come and see, that maybe a lot of people would strongly consider coming and seeing Jesus. Now, I'll let you guys know how the book turns out, because, but, but I'm, I was encouraged by, by that kind of on topic here as we see Philip inviting Nathaniel to meet Jesus. And so it seems that Nathaniel uh, takes Philip up on his invitation because he's heading toward Jesus, our text says, and then Jesus sees him coming and says, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathaniel's kind of thrown off by this because he's kind of, you know, getting his introductory remarks ready. And he's thrown off and he's like, How do you know me? And then Jesus says, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Now, if I may be so bold as to say this, Jesus is kind of showing off here. He knows everything, right? He sees everything. He's like, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this guy's attention right away. And, uh, and Nathaniel, he is amazed. He's, he's just amazed. He's, he says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And then Jesus responds with, buddy, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, if you get the original Greek translation now, that's exactly what it says. You ain't seen nothing. Well, it's a paraphrase. It's, it, I think it gets to the point. He says, you know, you're going to see greater things than these. I think that, you know, translates well to you ain't seen nothing yet. And that is true, because Jesus is going to show him a lot of things. Now, this is, I, I just love, I love this passage, because we have these, these conversations here, Philip and Nathaniel, Jesus, uh, and then Jesus and Nathaniel, and just, you know, what, what, can we, what can we learn here 
in light of what, what Jesus is doing, what, what Philip's approach is, what Jesus' approach is. And this is, uh, as we're here in the epiphany season, um, I always think, I don't know if you guys are the same way, some of these like changing of the calendar or changing of the season, I always think like the time, I have like this expectant feeling, like I wonder what God is gonna lead us into next, I wonder what God is doing, and so kind of a similar thing here as we're, as we're between like the Christmas season and heading into the season of Lent, it's Epiphany, we're, we're talking about connecting people to Jesus and I wanted to just share with you a little bit of, of what's going to come as we're going to talk about these maps and a way that, that I think God is leading us to become more connected to each other and more connected to our neighbors as well. So the first thing that's going to happen is uh, here at St. Paul is we're going to be connecting the dots about who Jesus is. Because um, you, you can never hear too much about Jesus, right? You can never stop learning about Jesus. And so as we're in his word, the Holy Spirit is gonna be still connecting more and more dots, um, hammering home who Jesus is to us. And as Jesus says to, uh, to Nathaniel, you know, you ain't seen nothing yet. He's, he's saying, you know, like, Philip is right about who I am. I am the promised savior. And you're gonna see, you're, you're gonna, you know, we're gonna hear amazing things that Jesus says. We're gonna see amazing miracles that he does, but eventually these, these greater things, these, you, know, this, you ain't seen nothing yet, we're gonna see Jesus demonstrate his self-sacrificing love that he has that transforms the world. The self-sacrificing love that he has for you and for me and for our, our neighbors around us who don't, don't even know him yet as he goes to the cross at the end of the story and he suffers and he dies to redeem us and restore us into a right relationship with the Father. Yeah, you ain't seen nothing yet. Even, even as you continue to hear the same stories, the Spirit is still working and helping us connect the dots about who Jesus is and what he has come to do. And this is going to, to, uh, to then build on itself and we are gonna be also connecting the dots of our congregation together. And so as you, as you head out of here today, um, don't miss the maps. We're gonna have them out uh, for a few weeks. And we've already got a bunch of people from, from the previous worship services today and yesterday that have made their little dot on the map. You put your last name by it where you live. And, uh, and it's, just, it's cool to see all of these brothers and sisters in Christ that we have living near us. And you might, as the weeks go on, you're gonna say, wow, I'm, I'm like, I'm near a lot more people than I realized. Well, I didn't, I didn't know I lived next to that person. Maybe I need to move. No, I'm just kidding. No, that, um, don't, don't think that, yeah. Um, but eventually, what's gonna happen is, I just, it's not just gonna be like, oh, that's a cool looking map. It's gonna be cool to see all the dots on there. Cool visual that we'll just throw away at some point. No, this is it's gonna be a springboard to a strategy to actually um, get us more connected, to, to get the people who live close to one another um, seeing each, each other more regularly, you know, gathering together for the sake of um, strengthening those bonds of faith in Jesus that we already have, but also for the encouragement and, the, uh, and even the accountability of, you know, how are we doing as we seek to connect other people, our neighbors, to Jesus. So some exciting things uh, are coming with that. Um, this is all, really this is the, the culmination of 
our good friend, Pastor Greg Finke, whose books we've read, who's been out here a couple times uh, preaching on, on different weekends. This is his, you know, you, you, you gotta get, you gotta have a team together. You gotta work together. You gotta um, kind of drive each other forward. You know, tap into those connections of faith we already have for the sake of connecting the people around us. So that, that's where we're heading. And that's, that's the last part of it, is connecting our neighbors then to Jesus. If, if, there's, if there's one reason that the church exists, it's to connect people to Jesus, right? It's to make disciples. Otherwise, what are we even doing if that's not at the core of, what, of who we are? I, I want you guys to think, so back to, back to our good buddies, um, Philip and Nathaniel. I want you to think for a minute about Nathaniel being a representation of all the neighbors that you know that don't know Jesus yet, okay? Think about Nathaniel kind of standing for all those people because did you guys ever know um, what Nathaniel's, what that name means, Nathaniel? Remember when you used to go like to the Christian bookstore and you know, when they used to have like physical Christian bookstores and they would have like all these different gifts like with your name on it and like the, the meaning? Um, I don't know. I used to get a lot of those gifts. <laughs> um, but the, the, the name Nathaniel comes from a Hebrew word that means God gives, or it could be translated as gift from God. Gift from God. What a beautiful name. Um, my wife and I, we think it's such a beautiful name that we gave that to our son Hunter as his middle name. He's Hunter Nathaniel. He's a gift from God. I'm biased, uh, but I think he's a gift from God. He is a gift from God. And also, um, each one of you are gifts from God, but, but really, here in this passage, we're, we're, we're to see Nathaniel as a gift from God. That's how Philip looked at him. Here is this, this person who God has blessed me with. He doesn't know Jesus yet, and I'm gonna treat him as a precious gift, and I'm going to, to love him and care for him so deeply that I want him to know Jesus too. That's how, that's how Jesus looked at all of us, right? We were so precious. It was, it was you know, Jesus talks about this in, in John's gospel later on, that the Father entrusts all these people to him. Like, they are gifts to him from the Father, and he, he treats them as such, and he lays down his life and dies to, to make sure that they're, that they're his forever. And so, my prayer is that in this process, as we're, as we're making our dots on the map, and as we're thinking about even the people that aren't even on the map yet, those people that aren't connected to Jesus yet, we're thinking about all those Nathaniels in our lives, my prayer is that, that Jesus will rise that, that feeling of, of genuine love and care for the Nathaniels of our lives that we'll look around and we'll say, these people truly are gifts from God that I get to connect to Jesus. That's my prayer uh, for all of us as we go forward. And, and I want you, as, as we're going forward with this, you know, be, be, expect Jesus to be in this process. And trust that, as he said to Nathaniel, uh, you ain't seen nothing yet, as far as it goes. Connecting us more tightly and working in us even to connect other people to him. May God bless this process in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the connections that we have to you by faith. We thank you for the connections that we have to one another also by our common faith in you. 
and we pray that you will help us in the connections that we already have with our neighbors to lead them to know you. Help us to truly look around and see Nathaniel's precious gifts from you. In Jesus' name, amen.